What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bit by Bit podcast, the only show approved for robot consumption. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Phillips. Sitting next to me today is Captain N, the game master himself, Hayden Gertz. What kind of noise is that? What's up, nerds? I'm here and Blake isn't. You are now up to speed. <laughs> so, Hayden, you're you're pretty much the Nintendo guy uh, amongst the people that I know. I'm 31. Comes with the territory. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, the Bit Wars was like my my you know 10 year old life Mm -hmm. all that stuff in the middle of all that stuff by the time i was old enough to like buy a system with my own money they were real systems like playstations and xboxes so you know yeah so we're going to talk a little bit about nintendo today the 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 do's and the nintendo's yep so to speak that would be the way to be So Nintendo is great. I got I got no qualms with Nintendo. Oh wait, I have some major qualms with Nintendo. <laughs> Unless you mean these qualms. <laughs> these qualms right here in front of my face. Um, Nintendo like to. Nintendo's really good at hiding their flaws. Yeah, I would agree with that. And not only that, but they when they when they do hide it their flaws, nobody cares. The next big thing comes out. For example, their biggest flaw from a mechanical standpoint would be the virtual boy but it was just supposed to bridge the gap between the uh nes and the snes mm-hmm. or, or excuse me the snes and the 64 sure with the game boy you know completely dominating the mobile handheld market and so it fell on its face and then six months to a year later i can't remember the exact dates the 64 was around and people said, what's Virtual Boy? Nobody cared because Mario 64. Yeah. People still play that game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it, part of it is just that the, the timing of it mostly is that they just, they were able to just sweep things under the rug. But speaking of Virtual Boy, um, it, it, if, if it's not their, if it's not their biggest downfall, uh, it's close to it. Could you explain, uh, just for some listeners, I mean, you, you, you said it yourself, Virtual Boy didn't do that great, was swept under the rug. Can you explain what the premise behind the Virtual Boy was? So, um, that's a good question. So, Virtual Boy, also known as the VR32, which is a, a bad a bad secret name, the <laughs> Virtual Boy, it just, it sounds like Virtua Boy when yeah. you say it, but it's actually not. It's Virtual Boy, and either way, it sucks. Uh, so, the, the premise behind the Virtual Boy was this this uh, concept of using two LED screens that reflected into each individual eye. So you'd have one screen per per eye and would create this illusion of virtual reality. The problems with it are enormous and vast and lengthy. Uh, it did actually have a 32-bit processor, just like the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn. The, the problem there is that, again, you're sharing with two screens, so it's really only 16 bit processor for each eye which is mm-hmm. not very good mm-hmm. um the the bridging of the gaps there was just kind of like hey look at this it's this brand new thing that nobody's ever seen before the the was wasn't en- wasn't enough to draw people in the original premise was brought to toy makers and they didn't like it the company that i can't remember the company that made it but made the technology that is 
They went to toy toy makers and said, "We don't want this this junk. Get it out of here." Mm-hmm. They went to Sega actually and said, they, "We don't want this junk. Get it out of here." And then they went to Nintendo and the guy who made the Game and Watch series and put the Game Boy on the market said, "This is this is fantastic. We have to oh, we have yeah. to go for this." Yeah, he actually. Um, uh, this gets a little of Japanese uh, tradition, but he actually, the, the idea is that he, or at least the general consensus is that he was so shamed by it that he had to quit his job there. He was there since the 60s. He was there for 30 plus years, Ooh. quit his job, and then tragically a year later died in a car accident working for another company. But that's just kind of the, the Asian, particularly, excuse me, Japanese way of life. You know, p- people that have no job, they go out in a park bench and they sit there until they get a job. And their family just knows where they are, that they, they, they're shamed, they can't come home until they have a job. Mm-hmm. And so he felt he felt completely responsible for this downfall and decided to, um, you know, c- cut ties himself. It was as far as I know, it was his it was his doing to end end the whole thing. Uh, the the mechanical blunders with the with the machine are much more obvious. Uh, it's not portable. Like you can't pick this thing up and take it with you, even though it has this this nice little convenient stand. Uh, I actually had one when I was a kid. I tried to like put a hat on and then <laughs> duct tape it to my head and uh, tried to play Mario Tennis that way. And so I could move my head around. And um, I even t- tried to take a drink once and spilled it everywhere. So that was that was fun. It was, it was huge, right? Yeah, it's pretty big. The stand is pretty small, but the uh, the Virtual Boy itself is, it just looks like a, a weird pair of binoculars. It's just, it just looks fine. It looks fine, but it just did not work. It, it, it makes sense in practice, like communism. It just, it just does not, it just does not translate well to the product itself. Do you think that the fact that it didn't do very well at all, do you think that that played a part into the delayed expansion of VR to, I mean, today, it would be a different different story if they tried to do VR today. Yeah, there's there's some there's probably some truth to that. The way that it came out and and it uh, kind of flopped. Let me put let me put in this in a better perspective. Eight hundred thousand units were sold uh, worldwide mm-hmm. uh, over about a year, and then they discontinued it. One hundred two and a half million PlayStation units were sold. As not even close to this, you know, one less than one percent difference, mm-hmm. um, or yeah, you know, you know what I mean. I know. What you mean. Uh, and then there were uh, about thirty-three million sixty-four sold. So the PlayStation was uh, the PlayStation taking over was the first time that Nintendo really didn't have a, not only a hold but a stranglehold of a particular video game market, whether it be handheld or or the systems or you know any other category you can think of. PlayStation came in and, and rocked their world, and, and the uh, the first the first stepping stone there was the Virtual Boy. The other big problems with it mechanically are the headaches and the eye strains. Uh, the the colors were unappealing. They went with black and red. Yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. and it was just kind of to be able to see it clearly. But then there were some weird game choices that were that came out that made it really weird. Uh, Waterworld was a was a movie that. Um, Came out, Kevin Costner. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, they they made they made Virtual Boy game Waterworld, and it was just it was kind of is the water red? Is <laughs> the sky clear? What is this nonsense? The movie was bad to begin with, so 
translating it to a game was a you know piece of trash. Kevin Costner had gills. <laughs> yeah, but, spoilers. Yeah, don't the the spoiler is if you went and saw it, you you wasted your money and your time. <laughs> Uh, the, there is a silver lining though. the The controller is phenomenal. I think that it's the second best controller that Nintendo's ever made, okay. behind the WaveBird. It had D pads on either side, so you hold it in your hand. It feel like I have big hands. I've, I'm a tall guy, but I also have big hands for my size, and it just fits uh, always fit just perfectly in my hand. You have a D pad on either side. The power button's in the middle, unlike one of those portable n- Nintendo machines that the the power was on the side and you could accidentally just yeah, turn your game it. off Ugh. wasn't the case here however they fixed that problem quote problem by making the power in the back of the controller and so if you put it on the table the 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 power would would come dislodged oh, from man. the controller and it would also turn it off so pretty stupid um so the the only good part about it doesn't even matter anymore uh you couldn't even play it with friends because it was Something that you couldn't even let your friends watch while you were doing. You just go, this yeah. looks cool. Great. I'm, Take my word for I'm it. I'm going to go outside and play. <laughs> Everybody would much rather play a two-player game or a one-player game and you get to watch. You know, like, I, I I don't know how many times I've just chosen to not play a Nintendo game or a, a Mario game with without Luigi. Just play as Mario and hand the controller back and forth. Yeah. It's so much yeah. more fun than than figuring out who's where. Just play, just play the game. And you couldn't do that with Virtual Boy. And then of course the the hundred and eighty dollar price tag mm, out of the box the time, was, yeah. was not was not uh, not a mark in its favor. No. So they decreased the price to twenty dollars less, like a week later, and that didn't really do anything. Um, the uh, Virtual Boy ended up selling for uh, as low as twenty dollars, new in the box. By the time that the system was. Um, Dis, dis, what is not dislocated? Discontinued. Discontinued. Yeah. Uh, they even, they, even on the bottom, there's a port to connect Virtual Boys with a link cable. Hmm. The the system didn't even exist long enough for that link cable to be made, let alone produced and hmm. and you know make games where you can play two player. It's kind of crazy. I didn't. The game I is never a total. Dis- yeah. The game is a the, the machine is a total disaster. The only good game. People say, I get why the people like Wario, the Wario game, it's just like an actual good Mario game in two colors. Mm-hmm. But the only good game, if you ask me, was a game called Tellero Boxer, which was a first-person view where you got to use the left-side left, left side D-pad to use your left hand and the right-side D-pad to use your right hand, almost like a an arcade game. And there were actually sweet 3D effects. When they punch you in the face, your screen would crack. And, you, awesome. and it would be 3D. It would see it in your face. It was pretty sweet. None of the other games took advantage of this. There was another game that was just Mario in the tubes, in the pipes, like underneath fighting Koopas. But you just, like, goes to the background. So the, the 3D is just Mario's in the back and the Koopas are in the front or vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's not really what you want to spend $200 that on. That doesn't count, guys. Yeah, just go to a movie and, and see it in 3D. Just see, it, just see, you know, it came from the Black Lagoon in 3D. It'd be a much greater experience. Um, so that's basically the 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 Virtual Boy uh, debacle and uh, why it's now just a collector's piece in a lot of people's video game collections. They go, what is that? And they look at it and they go, oh, yeah, I can see why this is awful. You know? It's like it's like why people like The Room. Um, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just like, oh, I have that. Now I, ha- now I have it. Yep. Yeah, now it's getting dusty, but I have it. Now, you mentioned something that was really good, which was the WaveBird. Yeah, the WaveBird is awesome. I remember when I first got a GameCube... I 
what that was the thing that I think I wanted the most, and I got the Mad Cats knockoff <laughs> version. Yeah, the Mad Cats the the Wavebird is actually so good that the Mad Cats the third party controllers feel decent in your hand because the the original shape was so good that even if like especially if you didn't hold a wave if you never held Wavebird mm-hmm. or just the the regular GameCube controllers they mass produce now because of Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just if the first thing you ever held was a Mad Cats, you're like, okay, I get it, this is fine. And then you held the real thing, and you're like, okay, these are both great, but I can see why the Wavebird just fits. Again, my hands are huge, so by fitting it, uh, fitting it in my hand can be tricky. Certain controllers, like the uh, the old uh, Xbox controllers, like the big ones, like those are just clunky. And people I have with big hands had problems with that. Yeah, I would the agree Wavebird with that. Is, a, is a piece of art, and it's you know wireless and all that great stuff. Yeah. I mean, by all my great stuff, I mean it's wireless. That's literally it. That's literally I, all I meant. I remember it had enough weight to it that it was like, oh, this is something. Yeah, you want worthwhile. It, you yeah, know? you want it to. Have, you want it to. You want it to know it's in your hand at all times. It's got that that battery, you know, weight to it. You're like, oh, this has power. Yeah, and it, and it 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 took from the, not not potentially took it from the Virtual Boy, but there's a D pad on both sides for both hands. Mm-hmm. It's not something that really existed in. And successful commercialized product before before those systems you know now it's just normal now you just have one you know halo had to come along and kind of set the record straight to how to do a, an fps mm-hmm. but you know pioneers had to come before that and, and that's that's really where it started if you ask me so i'm going to ask you i know we we have, we have we've got a list of things that we want to talk about here um but i did just I do? think of something surprise um oh, there's there's a little bit of order um, one of the things that you had mentioned was Smash Brothers. Um, do you feel like there has been? Do you feel like the game has changed uh, at its core between sixty four and where it's at now? Oh man, I I don't know if I'm if I'm uh, qualified to answer that question. I'm sure. If, if uh, what they call the five gods of Smash, if they if they heard this podcast, they'd probably be laughing or or just turning it off, depending on what I say. But the 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 big problem with Smash for me is that it just gets repetitive. Okay. Is that you play you play the melee version, which is the GameCube one, right? You play yeah. the melee version and you do all this wave dashing, and people say it's this perfect you know this perfect mistake. But it's again, you have to learn all these concepts that even I've seen you know hours and hours of smash being played by professionals that is on circuits at tournaments you know at the world championships whatever they call it and i still don't understand how to do the wave dash i just don't understand the wave dash is this funky thing where instead of just like uh moving your 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 control stick left and right to kind of um you know kind of threaten your opponent like you would in boxing like a fake you know a a half jab yeah Yeah, juke them in you step in force them to 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 uh, commit to an action and then you you hit them where they can't protect themselves anymore. Mm-hmm. Wave dashing is just speeding everything up tenfold. So you just so you're just going in and out, going in and out, almost oscillate, uh, not oscillating, um, humming instead of you know it's like you can see you you can the see shakes, both yeah vibration. you can see the shakes, the vibrations of the characters. It's it's really stupid. I mean I get it. I get why it's competitive. It's very cool. I'm not didn't deny that for a second. But it's just not fun. It's just not fun to play. When there's you know there's a great way to play it and you can't yeah or if if you both suck then it's like okay cool why don't we just play the ones that 
with the better graphics and the better characters and the better the better music, you know, whichever one is the latest version in this case. The one for Wii U. Yeah. So, in my mind, the game has changed from this... I'm, I'm, I'm sure that... In my mind, the game has changed. I'm sure that at, at one point when 64 was out that there was some form of competitive nature to it, but I feel like now it has shifted so much from this uh, almost fun party hangout type game right, to yeah, this it's a party game to it's this a, at the core it's a party game yeah it's it's switched now it feels like to this uh whoever can do twitch controls best you know like it's almost in my mind it's drifted more towards call of duty how like people online are so good because they can just boom they can just snipe things really well and move quick enough yeah it's like the the old uh, i can't ever remember the name of this game but the old the old uh, FPS where uh, one one side is is uh, a bomb diffuser. Uh, Team Fortress Two is that what no you're no no way before that. We're talking about early nineties. Okay. Um, uh, you get you get one life and that's it. Everybody gets one life per the round. Okay. Anyway, so my point is that everybody knows exactly where they need to stand because the maps have been the same for years and for years, years and years yeah. and years. So you just go to that spot and you're like I got there first. I know I got there first based on where I spawn, and then you just sit there. Everything becomes systematic, which is not the point of a video game, especially com- competitive video game, if you ask me. But um, I forget what you're getting at. The the has it changed from a, a party game to a Twitch? oh yeah the 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 whole point of Smash, if you ask me, is to get semi competitive, semi uh, talented video game players. Not your you know I'm not trying to offend people, but not your little sister or or anything like that, where they're just like, "Oh, I know that Pokemon," but they, you know, they they just never played a uh, fighting game before, so they just can't pick it up and go. Yeah, you know, like you know, our eye coordinated generation that just can do it automatically because we've been doing it for years and years and years because of the way uh, video games have programmed us. Uh, but my point being that uh, with all these characters, this this last game had six. The, the current one has sixty something characters, yeah, which is astonishing know. when you look at it and you're like, oh, I Charz, I know Charizard. Charizard's great. I know Pikachu. I know, you know, Ness. I know Lucas. I know Rob. I know Game and Watch. You know, whatever. And you're just like, I want to play that, and you just get to kind of enjoy it and play each other. That that's where it. That's kind of where it ends with me. I play Little Mac, yeah. who when the game came out was supposed to was supposedly overpowered. So they nerfed him, and they made him suck, and now he sucks. But I play him anyway because I grew up playing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! Mm-hmm. And I just love that game, and I love staying low to the ground and, and trying to rock people. His recovery is junk. It's It basically makes him unplayable from a competitive standpoint. Don't care. I go online and beat, <laughs> and beat people, and they get mad. They send me messages on Nintendo, which is really hard to do because Nintendo makes it hard to do that because of... You know they're trying to you know prevent bullying online, stuff, which is family, great. Yeah, family friendly. Yeah, but it's Nintendo. They you just can't. Their their online, their online systems or communication systems have always been pretty bad. But people still find a way to message me and go, "Little Mac, really?" And I go, "You lose, really?" So it's you know it's just I'm just having fun. If I lose, I lose. But it's to me, it's just about owning four controllers playing. You know. Just playing with your friends and going, you know, I don't, I don't play by myself. I mean, I do every once in a while, but the whole point is to play with people. It's not, you know, you don't just play just dance by yourself. That'd be that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just look up an ab exercise online and be much more efficient. 
Yeah. You know, and your friends come over, you kind of have to like dress up and and you know whatever. Just just play the game. You know, it doesn't make much sense to me to to put on a show. Just you know, play the game because you like to play it. You know, I play Mario Maker. I play RBA Baseball. I play whatever my favorites are because I want to play it. You know, if you have a favorite, if you have a nerdy thing to do, just do it. You know, who cares? The same thing. Same thing with Smash. There are sixty six characters. Pick whichever one you want. Play it. Be bad at it. Enjoy it. You know. Now you currently have a Wii U, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have? Any other uh, Nintendo consoles? Yeah, I have an NES, a Super NES, and uh, I have an Atari. Uh, thanks to uh, Brian Truly, he handed it to me a year or so ago, and I played it a couple times because my TV doesn't connect to it, but other TVs have. And then I have a Sega, which is, I guess you'd call it my pride and joy because I just love, I just love Sega. Just always, it's got that little edge that mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't with all their games and all their music that I just loved. So I, basically anything that would be available on both systems, I just prefer to be on Sega. It's just got that tweak of an edge that, that I think is important to have in video games. Not everything has to be, you know, Yoshi's story. Yeah. <laughs> Rainbows and butterflies and babies and, you know, the... The the evil side of that is wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that's not really, it's, you know, give me Golden Axe. Give me Altered oh, Beast. We, oh, man, we should. Those games I may, are great. I may, I may keep this in and take it out, but we should we should play some Golden Axe at some point. It is, it's. Golden Axe is fantastic. I, so, when I Particularly first. Particularly the first two. The third one is a little weird, but. When I first, uh found out about it i think it was probably through an emulator somebody somebody gave me when i was i don't know and probably in junior high they gave me a, a disc a cd rom that they had burned of uh you know classic games and stuff and it, i'm sure it it all could have fit on a <laughs> on a 256 megabyte right flash drive yeah um but it was it was something that i was like holy cow this could this could hold up today. Yeah, like, the game is the game is great. The game is phenomenal. It's simplistic. It's it's got that old school feel where you're like, wow, the dragon comes across the screen and fires at everything. Uh, there's just you know right at the the point of of um, the right on the precipice of of um, not only uh, girls in video games if you don't count Samus, but. Uh, not only that, but she she wears this like two piece whatever, and it's just this little bit of an edge that when I was playing as a kid, my mom saw. It. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, mom, <laughs> it's just Golden Axe. I don't care. I'm trying to blow up orcs. Can, can will you let me blow up orcs, please? And she didn't care that I was you know swiping heads off of of bad guys. She just cared that there was this two piece swimsuit wearing mildly wearing chainmail. Yeah. And I only ever chose her because of her magic. She, her, her fighting is the worst because she's a girl and she has a really small sword. But her magic is the best, and the you know the dudes are the better fighters who have worse magic. So if anything, she's a better sorcerer. She's smarter. So just get off my back. Just let me play the game. <laughs> <laughs> if that's gonna feed that stereotype, sure, I'll be a tank. I'll be a dumb tank. So with the Wii U, what is it about it that made you make that decision of yeah, I'm gonna go with this over. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox for this console generation. You know what I mean? Sure. So, um, uh, unknown to Blake, I actually played uh, semi, 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 semi professional Halo. <laughs> so when he hears this, he might uh, geek out a little bit, which is fine with me. 
but I was uh, fortunate enough to get into a circle and, and play with some semi-pro guys um, just to practice while when I uh, was was living overseas there was nothing else to do except play video games I was like I could get Xbox Live my mom's not here to tell me no <laughs> so I got Xbox Live and, and Halo Halo 3 and the rest was history I'm an adult yeah I'm an adult <laughs> I'm not a part of your system wait yes I am so um, after that I just got burnt down on it and it was just kind of what what what's my long term goal here so I play Call of Duty and then the next Call of Duty comes out and then what? You know, what 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 happens to all the things I learned in this game? Sure. So that's why I spent like I try to play two like on a normal day I try to play two games of chess and just try to keep expanding that library even though I never I know I'll never be great. But when I'm 60, I know that I'll still be playing chess. Mm-hmm. And I I know that people still won't be playing Call of Duty, but people will still be playing Mario 1 mm-hmm. because it'll just be so the, the longer we go in time like people will just give it away for free like hey you just get Mario uh, One or Mario Three or or whatever Donkey Kong. Eventually, we'll be able to add you know sixty four games into a single app. Like here, have Mario sixty four on your app for free for buying this ringtone. Oh yeah, like it's just yeah. it's gonna be stupid. And so those games will still exist. So I just don't see the point of playing these bigger games where the best way to do it is to play with other people who are good. And those people who are good are people I don't know. And they're not my friends, and they're not people I would enjoy playing with in person, nor online. So I just, again, I just prefer to play Smash. Just give me a controller and let me uppercut you. Just just let me do it. Let's just have some fun. That's why. That's why the biggest reason I chose Wii U was actually for Super Mario Maker. Okay. That's one of the best games ever made on oh, any sure. platform ever. Absolutely. Yeah. I will fight you, even though it's not a fighting <laughs> game. That game is a work of art. And for its time, is is on the same level, if not higher, than Mario Three, than Tekken, than whatever, whatever game, Mortal Kombat, whatever you want to choose in any genre, Mario Maker is, if not the same, better. It just is, it is a perfect, elegant game for many, many reasons. But we're not here to talk about that. We're talking about things that are bad, <laughs> N- not perfect, not wor- not works of art, but works of fart, you know. <laughs> Not Nintendos, but Nintendons. But, yeah. The thing that I loved about Mario Maker... The thing? Well, okay, no, no, no. a thousand. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Not, not... The thing that I love about what Nintendo did with Mario Maker is the fact that people were already doing that. Yeah, so the, (laughs) the beauty of that game is that Nintendo said, hmm... This already exists, so money? Yeah. Basically, people had already put it on emulators, particularly with Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. uh, Super Mario World skins, and then they just said, why not package it and let people make their own, and let all the people who don't have access to emulators and who you know don't aren't aren't computer savvy, and mm-hmm. now they can play it too, and the game can just only get better from here. They could put out a second one, and eventually eventually you could make a Super Mario Maker 3D. Like You could do Super oh, yeah. Mario 64 Maker, oh, and it man. would be so much fun, and there'd be so much you could do. People would make labyrinths. Yeah. People would do all sorts of fun stuff. The Kind of the cool concept that was the, the reason that this got spearheaded and, and got uh, moved forward to being Mario Maker was that people made no-touch levels. There's a better, there's a more eloquent name for it, but basically you'd start the game, and you would you, as soon as you hit start, you put the controller down, and all of the interactions of the level take you from the beginning to the end with fancy 
drops and fancy damaging and make you small to fit through small gaps. You don't do anything. You just, you just let the game do the work. And that's kind of what uh, took over emulators for a while, that people wanted to make these fancy levels and show them off because they were also, you know, a lot of them were also programmers because they had to put all of these sprites in mm-hmm. from other games because, you know, if you want to be cool, you take all these other things from other Nintendo games, other Mario games. And then finally Nintendo got smart and said, let's just make a game. And they just made it eloquent with, um, you're basically your, your keyboard, you know, text box of all of the things and you can just drop them right onto the screen. Your bad guys, your blocks, your, your power-ups, your, your fireballs, whatever, and just, you know, make levels for days. The game is literally never ending. If you have played every level, Jesus would already have come back. Like it, it, it's, it's great. And you don't have to have any experience. No, like that's what's awesome. It's amazing. I don't actually play it for making levels. I, I play it to to play other people's levels. There's this uh, concept called Kaizo Kaiser. Well, I think it's Kaizo levels. It's this guy who makes ridiculously hard levels, and I find a couple that are that are not as daunting. And I've tried to play them, and I beat them, and it was a huge accomplishment. I was like, okay, now I, I don't need to do this again. This is, again, it's the Call of Duty problem all over again. Like, what is this getting me? I did it a couple times, and it was great. But his his levels are, are a freak of nature. If you want to look them up, I think it's K-A-I-Z-O or something like that. Mario Maker Kaizo levels would get you there, and it's just ridiculous what he does with the Mario Maker machine. But, um, yeah, the whole point is that you can you can make levels. You can watch other people make levels. You can play their levels. You can... Um, make puzzle levels there's just it's not it's never ending what you can do and uh i I still get on every once in a while and and see what people are making and they're still coming up with fresh ideas my favorite level was basically turning bowser into a mech warrior oh that was so i watched you play yeah it was so so good yeah it basically took uh baby bowser and bowser jr i guess to be specific and puts him in his little pop-up uh floating um airplane of sorts you know copter and uh puts a bunch of spiny guys all over the place makes it look like a a mech warrior with giant boots wearing high heels and he chases you while you're maneuvering through obstacles and then at the end you you go through a pipe and you go into you go into what would be the mech warrior into the heart and then baby bowser come uh bowser jr comes into the heart with you and and fights you while you try to destroy the heart destroy the mech warrior from the inside then you hit the the uh, red button basically, and it implodes, and you find the end of the level, and you win. Yeah, like, out of this world, creative, brilliant. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's really, really, really fun. But yeah, that that is it's not a downfall of Nintendo. So so that yeah, so there are there are things that Nintendo does well, but the problem is there are a lot of things that they don't. Yeah, there's there has it has some uh, they've had some hiccups. Excuse me. A couple in particular that stick out that people just don't really know about, um, and one of them makes uh, one of their hiccups makes another part of Nintendo lore even that more delicious. But to to hear anyway. But the big thing with Nintendo after the the Virtual Boy fiasco was that video game CDs were on the horizon. It was already happening with with Sony and the PlayStation, and Nintendo said, you know what, we're going to stick with carts. They are harder to pirate. Uh, they eliminate load times. You know, there were some good things about about those, but they also cost $10 to mass produce mm. and a piece. Meanwhile, oh. a disc is less than a buck. Yeah. So, you, you know, you can, you can just have a day where you go, stop the presses, 
everything that's currently in the in the along the assembly line is destroyed and you're out 200 bucks whatever mm -hmm. start over like it's it's really not that big a deal the uh, fiasco came in where Nintendo was working on a project to get a hybrid much like the Sega Genesis would a little bit further down the line basically putting it on life support with the Sega 32X and the Sega Saturn mm -hmm. and at one point I think it's the Saturn or no the 32X was supposed to be the Neptune, but they just scratched the Neptune and made it the 32X. Right. So if you look at it, they each have their own power adapter. It looks like it's on life support. It's a, it's a, I can't believe that they kept doing it, but they wanted to get more life out of the Sega, and you know it worked for a while. Before that kind of happened, the same. If you're familiar with that timeline, the same kind of thing was going to happen here. They had the, the Sega, not the Sega, the Super Nintendo SNES game cd hybrid they were it was going to be one yes. machine it was going to be called the play space station two words playstation and nintendo was in cahoots with sony to try to make this they were both you know you you scratch my back i scratch yours sure. kind of thing yeah and then sony said all right let's do this and nintendo thought to themselves hmm if we do this they're gonna have the rights to all these cd games because we already have the rights to the, the cart games. So they're just going to push us out and we're going to be left out in the cold. So what if we totally backstab Sony <laughs> and say, forget you guys, and we'll go to Philips instead. So at one convention, they were they literally announced the, at the convention this, this, um, this duality of a product. And the next day, they announced, Nintendo announced their new... Um, uh, their their what's the word I'm looking for? Their new console, con you know, contract, I guess, with Philips, and hence out of that came the Philips CDI games that everybody yep. knows and loves to hate. To this day, <laughs> Nintendo does not acknowledge the existence of those games. There are three uh, Zelda games, each one crappier than the last, yep. and then one called Hotel Mario. And Philips retained the right to make those games. They are atrocities. They are uh, abominations to mankind, so go watch them <laughs> and laugh and, and thank your lucky stars that you can immediately turn to your right and play Mario 3 on any one of 12 different platforms. Do they have, do they have um, cartoon-drawn cutscenes? Basically, the yeah. the entire game? Was... No, no, no. The, the, well, the, the, the cutscenes were there, but the, the gameplay itself kind of looked like a high, the, somewhere in between... Um, not not a not a typical Nintendo uh, SNES or NES game, but it's hard to just describe. It just it kind of looked like a panel, a cartoon panel comic book mm -hmm. kind of thing, and then the you know the characters just move on screen. It wasn't the wasn't the greatest thing, but um, meanwhile the the Sony side of it was going okay. Nintendo screwed us. I guess we'll just move on. So also on the precipice on the horizon was. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 and Squaresoft was deciding which company to put its game on and after that they decided I think it was just after that I could be wrong it could have been before and so it just turns out that it was really bad for Nintendo but I think it was actually after that they said yeah we kind of want to go with Sony Sony made its its own thing they called it um, Sony uh, Enterprise I can't remember the exact name of the, the company at first Final Fantasy decided to go to Sony and it rejuvenated the RPG franchise. Final Fantasy VII became a smash success. 
and the PlayStation was born and again oh, yeah. sold 102 million units worldwide and uh, completely completely blew the Virtual Boy and the Super Nintendo out of the Nintendo 64 out of the water. It yeah. wasn't even close. Nintendo 64 would have had to sell three times as many units and still been, you know, 10, 12 million short. Which is crazy to think about because as a guy who grew up with a Nintendo 64 instead of a PlayStation... It was so awesome! Oh yeah. my gosh, it was yes. amazing! They can't make a bad game! Yes, they can. Yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs> go, go look at some of those old games. I mean, some of them are great, like 1080 Snowboarding and, you know, NBA Courtside. Like Wave had, Racer. Wave Racer. And they had, like, a, Kobe Bryant had a game and you could look at his face and it was a... It looked like he'd been run over by a, a landmine, <laughs> but or a, a, a manhole cover is what I'm gonna say. But whatever, um, it was bad, but there were some there were some great games. People still speedrun Mario 64. GoldenEye is a, is great. So is Perfect Dark. There's a lot of great games on that system. There are a lot of bad ones. You know, I will play till the end of days. Um, Donkey Kong and any of the Donkey Kongs on Super Nintendo. Not really excited about the '64 one. The graphics are just too bad. Mm-hmm. But you know, even with the uh, expansion, yeah. cart? Well, you had to have card. the expansion cart, right? Right. Yeah. I don't remember. You couldn't play it without it. Yeah. Which was well, frustrating when you go I to somebody's like, house and you forget that one piece. Like, up. Oh, I guess we can't play video games. Or we gotta go outside. I got. I would get that one game that I would get to rent for yeah. for the month or whatever, and I would go in there to Family Video and I would rent it and come home and be like. Well, I, I have to return this. this in a week, and then I don't get to run another game for however long. Right. Back then, you were, you know, if, unless I happen to live three blocks from my family video, so I just go, hey, mom, uh, you already said, I already did enough chores. You said I could rent this, so I'll take it back and whatever. And it was the 90s cool. They'd let me do it. But if you didn't live next to it, if you lived on the other side of town or you rented it on your way out because you lived in the country, you were just out of luck. You just didn't get, you just didn't get to play a game that week or that month or whatever. Did, uh, so... I'm sure it was advertised as such, but did the expansion cart actually help other games? Like, it enabled you to play games like Donkey Kong, but did it even, like, could you see farther in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2? No, like, I actually think it was just a, a something with the processor that made it actually work. It needed a little bit more juice. I don't even know. I, I, I really don't know. Because the, the little slot in the front of the machine, the, the little... The little um, cover you take off and you put it in there that's that's all i know by the time by the time i ever had a 64 it was 2005 and i bought one from a secondhand store and it was built that way yeah it was built from the beginning that that you could take it out so they released it knowing that they were buy one more piece yeah nintendo did that with I, i don't even like pokemon i mean i don't have anything against it but the nintendo hosed people uh even at, even before any of these other things happened, uh, with or I guess not before these things happened, but whether you like Nintendo or not, this is this is Nintendo hosing you. You had to buy the you had to buy the cable that connects Game Boys to each that other. Link so you, cable. So yeah. the link cable, so you could actually get a Charizard or whatever it was. You couldn't get the it otherwise. And, and Alakazam. And, and as kids, we're like, oh man, this just means we, oh crap. What we didn't think is, wow, Nintendo just wants us to spend twenty five more dollars, even yep. though we've bought. The hundred and fifty dollar Game Boy and the sixty dollar game, and you know, then the the ten sets of the four AA batteries over the oh, course yeah. of a year. Oh yeah. You know, nobody had the nobody had the the AC adapter. Everybody just used batteries. I I don't know if you know of any other games. The only game that I know that utilized this was Pokemon on top of the Game Boy Color the expansion pack. No, no, no. On top of the Game Boy Color, 
this is this black little screen and you could send each other mystery gifts yeah you couldn't trade pokemon but little you could sensors send each- you had to yeah you had to line up the sensors I, I vaguely remember that only only pokemon was the only games they were the only games that would let you, that would utilize that i have no idea yeah anything i never else. had any of those <laughs> i just played some friend stuff whatever my my parents even had an nas we had a top loader mm-hmm but that's because they bought it for us one Christmas and forgot to give it to us. So years <laughs> later, we discovered it in the attic, and uh, one of my siblings ended up getting it. I, I took a bunch of, I, I got a bunch of games uh, that I bought from secondhand stores over the years, and then I got out of high school and I went and uh, traveled the world a little bit. And while I was gone, my siblings found them in my my parents' attic while they were clearing out stuff because my parents were trying to sell their their house. And they, they had an auction and took all those games. And so now all those games are in my siblings' houses, even though they don't all own an NES. So they just have the games. They just, they just have, have the cartridges. Yeah. So now I just go to their house. And I'm like, hmm, that's mine. And I just take it and I show it to them. I'm taking back my, <laughs> my property. My, stuff. my property. Give it back. Now, so, I've, yeah. I've pulled something up on our screen here. Do you know about the 64DD? Uh... I don't think so. So it was released, and it was only in Japan, I believe. It had uh, DD short for disk drive or dynamic drive. Oh yeah, and it I vaguely remember this. Now that I've seen the picture, yeah. It was uh, it was internet enabled. Yeah, yeah. That that's that that I I vaguely remember that. It's not something that we had. We finally got a gateway in like two thousand two or something like that. So it wasn't. Uh, it was. It was long after the heyday of the '64, which was starting like '95, right? '95, '98. Yeah. Just like those were it. those were its big years, and you know, the GameCube was already in full swing by the time I had a computer with internet access in my house. So, not really a big deal. 1999 came out in Japan, and basically just stopped in October of 2000, and like I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was because they were like, "Hmm, let's start, let's get that GameCube a rolling," you know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I vaguely remember that, but their attempt at being able to integrate CD-ROMs into their, into their stuff, and then they went, "Hey, let's do a GameCube and have them use these really tiny discs." Yeah, that's that's that is true. That is true. But while that while that, uh, whenever that happened, I guess the mid nineties. Is that when that was? Ninety nine. Okay, late late nineties, uh, the, the Nintendo had already had already missed their train to get out of the station for the for the discs to to get on that first train because the the Sony thing basically created Nintendo's biggest rival. If they had just stayed with Sony, who knows what would have happened? But instead, they went with Philips. That thing was a complete disaster. The games and the system, and turns out that. For all intents and purposes, Nintendo created its biggest rival, PlayStation. Yep. It would not have existed. The the uh, little the little uh, quip that goes along with that is that Final Fantasy was involved, which is the 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 origin story of Final Fantasy, which is that they just had enough money to make the project that they were already working on. They just pulled all their money together and said, "Let's finish it anyway." Go out with a bang. It became a huge hit and went uh it it went all over the world. Went became everything from nothing just like this it was supposed to be it was supposed to be the Nintendo Sony you know hybrid project it was supposed to be everything and, and Nintendo got nothing and Sony got everything PlayStation probably exists today because Nintendo screwed themselves yep. so yep 
Way to go. Way to go, Nintendo. You screwed the pooch. Great job, guys. Yeah. I don't even like Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't even know what I mean by that. It's not a game where you have a, 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 a strategy or a goal, so that never really appealed to me. Cool, I can visit the postman. Yeah. I have a letter. Ding. Cool. I have to pay rent now. Yeah, like... All my friends are animals. Like people speedrun that game, and it's all about where the mail, the, 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 what do you call a mail house? The post the office. Post office. <laughs> Couldn't think of it for a second. It's all about where the post office spawns, because you want it to write right next to your house. Yeah. So you can just have shorter trips. Ooh, cool. Like, what a, what an advanced game that is. Yeah. I do remember, because uh, I, I had, I had it for uh, GameCube, and I remembered there were all these secret, secret things that you could unlock with it, one of which was just this mass of classic NES games that Sweet. you could that like you you would get them as like uh you would unlock them and you could place them in your house and actually go up and it was in the shape of the console and you would activate it and you could just play Zelda too. Like, that's cool. That was and they it was all just in the game. So I can imagine you walking up to your parents and like, what are you doing? Playing Zelda too? And like this is what I thought it was. That's not what you I, I already know nothing about this. <laughs> There's a raccoon. There's there's <laughs> raccoons at Zelda. I don't understand. And like you, if you if you change the date on the GameCube, right? Different like New Year's. You're like, oh well, hey, Happy New Year. Here's twenty thousand gill or coin or sure, whatever the. Sure. I don't. I there's think a lot of games with a lot of Easter maybe. eggs that involve changing the date. Yeah. There was one in um, Arkham City or Arkham Asylum. I can't remember which one. Yeah. That that that. People didn't know about for years, and it was about changing the date to Christmas, and then yeah. you go to a certain thing, and it says like "Merry Christmas, Bethany" or something like yeah. that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that cool, but you know, like yeah, it's those there. those things still exist. There's there's Easter eggs in Donkey Kong that you can only do by getting so many points and with a certain number, turning off the system four times and then pressing A nine times. Yeah, you're know, like cool, and then B L K or whatever your initials come up, and it's cool. None of uh, but it's but. Uh, I, the the Easter egg of actually getting to play the games was you know that's actually something that's yeah that's an actual prize even in Smash Brothers you get trophies by um, you know just doing random things and you can earn the right to play you know Balloon Fight or all the yeah. games that the characters are in and then you go and play it for a minute and they're like go buy the game so there's even Nintendo advertising in Smash Brothers Lame. yeah it's pretty stupid but with the with um, emulators like the longer Nintendo exists the harder it is for these games to still can be contained under wraps. You know, oh, 200 yeah. years from now, or whatever, Nintendo goes out of business or whatever, and it just the mass market just gets flooded. But here's here it is. There's the entire video game library from 2050 uh, all the way back to 1983. Yeah. Like, here it is, everything. It's available on a card. Here it is. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. So we've talked about consoles a bit. Uh, let's talk about games. Let's talk about... I mean, we talked about the games generally, but... Um, let's talk about some games and stuff. Put some games on it. That is a reference to the old PSAs from uh, G.I. Joe. Joe. Somebody dubbed over crazy words over to old uh, public service announcement at the end of G.I. Joe segments, and they're hilarious. G.I. Joe. Just YouTube it, and you'll thank me later. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, games. Nintendo uh, has been coasting on their like six franchise dudes for ever yep but um there's a lot of other games including magic um go listen to the magic 
podcast we did. It's great. However, um, Magic does this really great thing that other thing people have done too, but I'm just more uh, aware of this. Magic goes to different worlds, basically, with every new set. And they, they basically are on a plan of going to a, an old world that's existed before uh, every other time. So they go to a new one that they've never ex- that's never existed before, and then going back to an old one that has existed before, and then back and forth and back and forth. So old old players get that nostalgia factor where they get rewarded for staying long term, and new players uh, get lumped in with the old players when a new when they go to a new plane. Like oh, all these cards, all these creatures, all the interactions are new for everybody. We're all on the same plane here. We're all discovering these creatures for the first time. That's kind of what I think Nintendo is trying to do okay. and has been somewhat successful with it. So there's um, obviously all the games we know and love, but then they just came out with Splatoon 2, which is, right. you know, it's not new, but it's new-ish. And how, so, and how different is it going to be from the first one? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I get Splatoon, and my friend John was quite um, excited about it. And I was too when we first heard about it, but uh, it just kind of lost its luster for me. But I get, I totally get why people like it. It's very, very creative. And again, creative is the, is, is the element for me in games that make me want to come back. Um, and then they went and, you know, made this new, well, it didn't happen in this order, but the, the new Zelda came out, which was, you know, obviously everybody loved and knows Everybody knows and loves it, but then they just released Arms, A R M S, which is this new game. So they're trying, they're trying new things, and maybe some of these things will stick, maybe they won't, you know. But I, I get it, and I get why that system works. I get why people are drawn to that, just like in magic, just like in many other things, just like in movies, just in any other form of media, giving people, you know. Firing darts a little bit of everywhere and hoping that six hit. Something, yeah. Kind of, yeah, so you get a little bit of everything. And I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're doing it to some success. But you got to know your bread and butter. Why mm-hmm. is there no F-Zero 2? <laughs> I don't understand. That game was a huge success. Captain Falcon is not even a fighter. He's a fighter pilot. He's right. not even a hand-to-hand combat guy. That's how he's known. What game is he from? The, oh, the game where he sits and, and flies a... a you know, a little anti-gravity right. vehicle around a, a, a loop. Like, that music is great. Make F-Zero 2. Why are you waiting? <laughs> uh, Metroid is one of the best games I've ever played. There's the one for Super Nintendo, which is also great. There's uh, Other M, which kind of fell on its face, but whatever, they're trying. I don't understand why they can't put one of those games out every year for five years, and people would just love it. Oh, this one sucked. But three of them were great. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a three-dimensional Kirby game. Why can't you make... You know, you made Mario 64. Now, right. why can't yeah. you... I can imagine that Kirby 64, if, if you put it for the, 60, the, the N64, would be slow and sluggish. I get that because he's not very fast. And, you know, whoop, 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 yeah. whoop. Like, he just doesn't, you know, fly very fast. He just gets to fly forever. At least not in Smash, but in the, in the game. So why why can't he exist in in Wii U or now the Switch? That seems like it's a home run. Uh, they did it with you know they they've tr- again they've tried combining old with new too like the uh, the yarn Yoshi yeah very cool the yarn Kirby also very cool yeah but I just seem it just seems like they know what they do to sell units and they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, why why do six Castlevanias? Since Wii U, 
exist. I don't understand. Or since we, those games were all a smash. There's my favorite one is probably the one for Super Nintendo, and it 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 just it does everything right. The whip goes in all eight directions, and the music is fantastic. The ones for regular Nintendo are also great. Um, the I love the ones for Game Boy. For Game Boy Advance. The one for regular Nintendo is an abomination. One of the worst games ever made. The 3D one? No, the... Oh, uh, no, the... the you said regular Nintendo, sorry. Yeah, regular Nintendo. I thought Nintendo. you were saying Nintendo 64. Yeah, it's it's a, one of those is an abomination. But anyway, uh, it's very cryptic and also not and uh, annoying. It's just... A, it's At its core, it's a, it's a great... It's a great game. It just didn't uh, pan out very well. Anyway, the... Uh, the possibilities are endless. Like I remember seeing at one point a poster for Star Fox when he was out of his his R wing. Sure. And, he was, and I was like, "Wow, Star Fox fighting! I've seen that in Smash. Let's do it." Yeah. And then I actually saw some footage of it, and he's just kind of like sneaking behind rocks and doing some things. It's cool, but why can't you make a a game where he crash lands and now he has to have combat? They did. Hand -hand. I, I know they did, <laughs> but I saw I saw some of the footage. Yeah. You went halfway. Yeah. Just just make the game. Yeah. You, you can now. You've made you know Captain Falcon a, a fully fighting game, and you've made a fully fighty fighter pilot game. So why what you know what's this wishy washy halfway in between thing? That you know the list goes on. Make another Donkey Kong. Make another. I mean they did with the the chill out or the the tropical breeze, tropical freeze, I believe for the Wii, and it was it was okay, but it seems like it seems like. If you just throw enough darts, you're gonna eventually, eventually hit. Yeah. And they're, I think they're just messing around with some of these things. Arms is a cool concept. Okay, well, you know, Mario still exists. You know, like Odyssey is gonna be amazing. Sure. And you know, why why have why have six Odysseys not existed between N64 and and now? I just don't I just don't understand. What about oversaturation though? What about the thought that you're just flooding the market with? You know, sure. That that's a very reasonable point. It's Nintendo. Like their 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 product is gonna sell, and um, like everybody's beef with with Zelda two was that it didn't it didn't uh, it didn't have the classic Zelda look. There was literally one other Zelda game, right? For any system <laughs> when it came out, and was like this game is awful. Every time I tell people it's my favorite, yeah. What's wrong with you? Have you played? Have you played Twilight Princess? No, but I don't need to to know that that Zelda 2 is great. They sh they threw a dart at a dartboard and they, they they tried it it was different and they went back to the old thing. Mm -hmm. And Zelda is what the second biggest franchise in video game history oh, sure. only behind Mario because Mario. Yeah. And Mario's also Nintendo. So I just don't see why you can't just keep throwing darts and then, you know, you don't have to throw 100 darts, but throw more than 2, you know, throw 13 and kind of and kind of, you know, see where you can get there. Yarn Yoshi was was uh, pretty simple. I beat it in, you know, I, I rented it for five days and beat it in four. Like it wasn't that big a deal, but it was so much fun to play. It wasn't that it wasn't that much of a challenge. So try a different dart. Throw a different dart. You know, throw a bigger one. Throw a a a, 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 a more streamlined one. You know, mess around and keep doing that. And that's what people love. That you know, like the what is this Pokken, um Oh, the Pokken. The, the, the Pokken, Pokken tournament. Tekken yeah, it's basically Pokken. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get that. I, I get why it hasn't... I get why it's awesome. I also get why it hasn't, you know, blown up um, all video game circles everywhere. Um, 
pun because they fought in a circle. Anyway, uh, I I get it. I get why it's great. I get why it's not great. But it was it, it's if if it's a complete mistake, which it isn't, it's still a really cool mistake. Keep going. Sure. And I just don't see why. I just don't see why the 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 most likely to succeed accidentally characters haven't been utilized. You know, like why why is why especially in this day and age with you know you know the the f word feminism and all this stuff why is why is Samus Aran not you know the focal point of mm-hmm. of more more um, games believe it or not dudes are just fine with female leads yeah go Rid- figure Ridley great Samus Aran great you know those you know kind of kind of uh, a short list there but but they're still great we're not we're not mad about it at all give it give us what we want you know so uh, a few thoughts on that as we're we're getting close to the to the end of the podcast here. Um, Star Fox. Personally, I never really liked the the standard Star Fox. The one that I enjoyed the most was Star Fox Adventures, where it was basically he's got a staff and he's going yeah. around, and it's like uh, all this the same same category as like Zelda Mario, where you're going around. To Can you really places. fight in that game? Yeah, that's wow. the entire pro- that's the entire premise of it is that there, it's not until the very end. The, which was I've, I've I've kind of talked about this before a little bit, but it's the the very end. Never never playing a Star Fox game before. That was my first Star Fox game, uh, and I got to the end and there's this big boss fight, and I'm thinking, all right, cool, I'm gonna fight this dinosaur dude who I've been you know this general guy, and then he disappears, goes out like a punk. Perfect. And you have to get into your into your um, ex. <laughs> X-Wing or whatever R-wing. it is. R-Wing, thank yeah. you. Um, and fly up, and you end up fighting Andros, who is the main... He's the Bowser of Star Fox, you know, and plays plays in nowhere else to the rest of the story, basically. And even the mechanic played didn't play anywhere else. Right. Like, they tacked it on for the people... In my mind, they tacked it on for the people who were like, well, this isn't a real Star Fox game. But like to yeah. me, I was like, yeah, make make more of this. I want more of this. Yeah. Want... How how awesome would it be to they if that E three or anything they just said, yeah, we're making a game. Falco's the Falco's the main character. That would be awesome. We'd go like, oh, sign me up. Great. Yeah. Uh, Toady is that his name? Frog. Uh, Toad. Slippy. Slippy. Like make some sort of game where half the time he's scared and half the time he's a great fighter because that's kind of his thing, right? He's kind of yeah, scared. Yeah. Like make a game about him. Like go ahead, try it. You can't. It can't. Uh, it can't hurt to try. Another another thing I wanted to comment on was um, I don't know any very much about the Pokemon anime, and by anime I mean um, what are the books? What what's the word for that? Manga. Manga. I don't know very much about the Pokemon manga. If it's even still going, I'm sure to some degree it might be, and I'm sure somebody. Out there can, I don't know anything about manga. Email us I used to live know. in Japan. I don't know anything about manga. <laughs> I know but, some stuff about mangoes. But when you start making... I, I understand wanting to make it relevant to a current generation, but when you start making new creatures that are literally made out of garbage... And I'm Trubbish? My, yeah. I'm, I'm putting my <laughs> I foot... I can't believe I... I don't know where I pulled that name out of, but yeah. I'm putting my foot in my mouth a little Garbage. bit. A little bit there because of the fact that you had Muck and... and uh, um, what, was the, what was the other one? Not Gengar. 
Gengar was awesome. Ghastly? No. Muck Snorlax. and... Um... Uh, Pikachu. <laughs> Charizard. Snorlax. Bulbasaur. <laughs> I don't know. That's about all the Pokemon I know that aren't still... Grimer. Muck and Grimer. That they're these basically these two Thanks, Pokemon Google. that came out of Sludge. Like, okay, so there you could have the argument that this this trash pokemon in the newer games whenever it came in i'm like four generations behind on pokemon as you should be but it needs i'm seven generations behind myself it needs to stop (laughs) yeah the there's some sort of pokemon that's a key ring it's like keys you're making it up no that's it seems like somebody did like they had to meet a quota and so they just said, you know what? These keys on my desk look like they could be a Pokemon. We need a new. We need two hundred and fifty more by tomorrow, Jerry. All right. Basically. Uh, this one's a lamp. This one's a chandelier, <laughs> which is chandelier but French. I don't know. Oh my gosh. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh, I don't. I don't know. Uh-huh. But, so, yeah. yeah, Pokemon, just ease it back, guys. <laughs> Let it go into remission for a little while. And then, then in like, well, we, you just did Pokemon Go. We all know how that turned out. Or well, that was that out. was that was Niantic. That wasn't even Nintendo. That's true. But also, but like that aside, like let the franchise breathe for a while. And the, and simultaneously, there's you know still they're mass producing you know the logo on cups and all these things plus the card game. Sure. And the. Pokemon Trading Card Game Online, P- PTCGO, Patigago. Is that <laughs> what a, still a thing? Yeah, it's, it is. People still play it. It's crazy. You actually, you actually get a, a, a card in every pack that has a that has a a number on it, and then you can turn in that number, redeem it online for a, a pack. So every time hmm. you buy a pack, you're actually buying two an online one. Okay. I don't don't play. I never never have. Never will. But. That game is still going strong in the in the traded card game department. Alright, well, I think that about wraps it up for our Nintendo. We could keep on going for quite a while, I think. But let's Nintendo. Let's Nintendo. Uh, do you have any closing comments you want to... Uh, go play Golden Axe. Golden Axe! The, the game's great, and uh, you're a better person if you've played it. It's, it's, it's really <laughs> that simple. The game's great. It's it's intuitive. It's colorful. It's flashy. The the music is fantastic, and it's on it's on Sega. So it it, it kind of showcases why someone would choose Sega over. In fact, it exactly showcases the reason why you would choose Sega over Super Nintendo. Everybody's play. Everybody knows what Mario looks like. It, it, it's it's you know built into our brain since we knew what a video game was. It's hammered into our head, is what I meant to say, but. But there are just so many titles on Sega that people don't even know exist that are just great. Go play it. All right. Well, that about does it for us. We'll uh, catch you next time. See ya. Bye, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Woo. Now we're going to get more Mountain Dew. Yep.
that does it for this episode. Thanks again for listening, everybody. As always, if you liked it, you can rate, comment, subscribe, all that great stuff on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. If you want to connect with us or just find out what's coming up next on the show, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BitXBitPodcast. You can also search preferred podcast platform under the same name. If you want to throw a couple of dollars our way, you can support us at patreon.com slash bitxbitpodcast. If you don't have any money, you can support us by sharing episodes or voting for us on podcastland.com to help get our name out there. See you next week.